0: abraham lincoln radio studio at the george washington broadcast center jack armstrong and joe getty the armstrong and getty show
2: the government says the real gross domestic product, the GDP, decreased at an annual rate of six-tenths of a percentage point in the second quarter of the year. The real GDP fell 1.6% in the first quarter. As we've told you before, two consecutive quarters of negative growth fits one definition of a technical recession. Well, it's a recession if a, if a Republican is a president. It's not a recession right. if a Democrat is a president. That's, well, that's that just
3: works. one definition of a recession. Okay. If a Democrat is president, yeah. Uh, so uh,
2: are we at a recession?
3: I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And you know what? You're not the economy. Do your best. Uh, as long as we're touching on headlines, Shep Smith here with a report on the big student loan forgiveness giveaway. The White House kicking off its efforts to forgive student loan debt for millions of Americans. Today, the Biden administration emailed and tweeted updates on the process. Part of this update, new guidance on who qualifies for the debt relief. There's
1: one reversal. Borrowers with privately
3: held federal loans will not be eligible for forgiveness under this plan. Minor tweak or gigantic political misstep. That tweak is expected to affect millions of borrowers
2: mm. who thought they were eligible, and now oh. they ain't. I Yoink! I didn't know that. Yep. Okay, and now there's been another lawsuit launched by a bunch of different states just plain plain calling it unconstitutional for the president to make that sort of that's something for the legislative body. We'll see how that goes.
3: Six attorneys general, Jack, filing, filing, filing laws suits. Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, and South Carolina. Mm. Middle of the country representing the big, in South Carolina. The big five, we call them. Right. Those six are the big five, which is long mystified historians. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I thought you'd be (laughs) disgusted by this. Oh, that reminds me Um, is segment three of the hour coming up in. What would that be like 20, 25 minutes? Uh, The Supreme Court's next session You thought the last session was controversial? No, no. This session says, hold my, what would it be, like a really nice Cabernet Sauvignon?
2: Less spice, too much spice in the spicy times.
3: Yes, we'll get to that. That
2: reminds me of this quote, you saying that. Hmm. This is uh, attributed to Vladimir Lenin. There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. Wow. I'm not down with that, Lenin. And, but that's a great quote. And this, uh, this columnist said, The world is in the midst of one such decade now. That's a really good quote. There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. And uh, we're in the midst of a decade where centuries might be happening.
1: Make it exciting. Make it spicy. The yeah, spicy, spicy times.
2: It has felt like that now for quite you know, a fair number of years. And uh, y- you know, you're not alone in thinking that, apparently.
3: So, uh, your great savior, the federal government, uh, has brought you uh, the next couple of stories, uh, various departments. Hundreds of Homeland Security employees were paid pandemic unemployment benefits, despite the fact that they stayed on the job, their inspector general revealed Thursday. Even worse, the Department of Homeland Security paid some of the money itself under an emergency unemployment program that the Trump administration hastily created in 2020, and continued under Biden. That meant the department was making bogus payments to its own employees that it could track were employed. I mean, they, they could look and say, Jim's sitting at his desk right now. Why are we doing this? But they didn't. Now, you could make it about Trump because it, it started under him. You could make it about Biden. Or how about we make it about a gigantic, elephantine, gargantuan awful bureaucracy that wastes taxpayer money as fast as it can.
2: Yeah, here's my question. Do you think this is an outlier unlikely thing that doesn't happen very often, or do you think this happens more than you hear about? I'm the latter.
3: Yeah, sure. The audit is the latest to ding the federal government over its reckless pace of pandemic spending. Uncle Sam spat out $3 trillion in just four months as the spread of COVID-19 sent the country into shutdown mode. Homeland Security Inspector General identified 2,400 claims from department employees and found that about 600 of them were clearly eligible. (laughs) Whoa, wait a minute. He grabbed 2,400 to look at and found out that three-quarters of them were fraudulent. Roughly 900 others were deemed potentially ineligible, and the remaining 900 or so were definitely ineligible, the Inspector General said. Some some may have been cases of identity fraud. With someone filing a bogus claim in the name of the unsuspecting employee, other cases appear to be old-fashioned double-dipping.
2: I remember when the first several trillion went out the door in spring of 2020, and Steve Hayes of the Dispatch, who's a small government conservative, said, we will be hearing about fraud and abuse of this money for decades. And I'm sure he's right. As many more trillions were spent after that.
3: One of my heroes is one of the villains of the history of Of the United States federal government, Milton Friedman, who, Jack, I believe this is correct, came up with the idea of deducting people's income taxes from their paycheck before they ever saw the money.
2: Withholding, yeah.
3: Withholding, right. Uh, If you, if we, if they had to write a check every month or every two weeks to the government, there would be a revolution, perhaps a, a peaceful revolution, but this sort of S... Can you imagine? You hear this story from us right now. This is a Friday when we're talking to you. You get your paycheck today, and you got to write a big check to the federal government moments after you hear this uh, conversation. You think the politics of this
2: country might change? Oh
3: yeah, I've got In a, a blink of an eye.
2: I've got a payment I make every month that I'm. uh it's just one of those payments you got to make that you're not pleased about. That somebody told me, multiple people told me, you got to get that set up for automatic deduction. It'll just, because then you won't think about it. There's a huge difference between writing a check for something and it just getting automatically coming out. And so you're right. If everybody had to write a check for the taxes they were paying every month, oh, my God. Would Thanks
0: we ha- for taking my money. How
2: different would our politics be? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Wow,
3: what an interesting illustration, though. I totally get your point. So that that just by having it deducted, that burning in your craw, however you want to describe it. <laughs> right? Resentment. Resentment more or less goes away. Can you imagine a better way to grow a greedy government colossus than to a large extent remove the resentment of the people paying the bills? Mm-hmm. What
2: an insidious thing. Yeah, they got us on auto pay, like there were the Netflix bill or the Pandora bill or whatever that is that we don't pay any attention to anymore. You know? We should end the show right now.
3: This is a <laughs> not, this is a drop the mic moment. It's not going to get this, any better We than have that. found truth with a
2: capital truth. Well, let me lead us toward the downhill side of the show.
3: Uh, the <laughs> Since the contract says we got to keep babbling,
2: <laughs> the FDA is out with a new definition of healthy food that I actually like and I wish they'd go more this direction. So they were cracking down on manufacturers calling their food healthy. And back in 1994, they wrote some rules. You can't put healthy on your product if you have too much fat content. Meaning, we've talked about this a lot. It goes back to some uh, studies in the 60s uh, funded by the cereal companies. So somehow we got off track and decided sugar's okay, fat's bad. and Down we, with fat. Up with sugar, up with carbs, yay! And we did that for decades and decades before we finally starting to catch on to the fact that sugar is really, really evil and there's plenty of fat that ain't that bad. But um, so they've changed the definition of healthy the way it was before. It was focused only on fat content. So if your health your food was too fatty, you couldn't call it healthy. Sugary cereal could pass, but not salmon or avocados, for instance. Oh, because Lord. of the fat content in there. Wow. For instance, in 2015, the FDA told Kind, which if you buy snack bars, you're familiar with the brand Kind. Sure. Um, they told Kind they couldn't call some of the snack bars healthy due to the saturated fat content. Kind argued, yeah, we've got fat in our product. It comes from nuts. This led for a push for an updated definition, and because the world works so slow, that argument in 2015 finally got resolved now. And so nuts don't count. Nuts and seeds don't count towards saturated fat limits. In healthy products. So you can have something that's mostly nuts and whatever. that has got fat and you don't have to. You can call it healthy. So frosted flakes were healthy and salmon was not. Correct. Or a a bar that's got a bunch of nuts in it because it had too much fat in it. Thank you, federal government, for helping me uh, manage my life.
3: You know what you did? You picked up the mic I dropped and you had
2: another drop the mic moment. Wow. I picked it up off the floor, then threw it down again. Right. That's mind-blowing. Not well, that's... yeah. Given the fact that we were all eating margarine when I was a kid, at the government's insistence, it's not that surprising. And then I just, I look around me and see
3: so many people want the federal government to have more and more power over our lives, and I just want to slap them.
2: Well, I guess that's the belief that, well, the government was stupid back then. They're not stupid now.
3: Not my political heroes. They would never be.
2: Oh,
3: my God. And and the time period. I'm glad you pointed that. You pretty much picked up the mic and then booted it across the stage. (laughs) How the? Oh, I almost did it. I almost dropped it. (laughs) Holy cow. Wow. I got to check myself. How the darned heck could that take seven years to straighten out? Right. Huh? Oy vey.
2: There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. Welcome to the Spicy Times. More on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: it just exploded it was a cultural phenomenon
1: this is
4: barney and this is what he sounded like barney stands for inclusion acceptance
2: people couldn't accept that this was just a show and, and so let the
4: bashing begin they were violent and explicit death and dismemberment of my family barney. they were going to come and find me and they were going to kill me
0: just the dark side of this whole moment. There was something larger going on here. I don't think you could ever think somebody would shoot someone.
2: That's some very scary music Mm. and sound effects with some very scary sounding phrases, but what the hell Mm. are they talking about?
3: The darker side of Barney, Jack. The beloved stuffed dinosaur thingy.
2: It wasn't stuffed. There was a guy in the costume, right? Well, it was both. Well, it was
3: padded. I don't know. But that was the darker side of Barney.
2: Well, do you know what the darker side is? Is there a darker side? Well, do you remember the, like, it
3: was in the early days of people acting far angrier than any sane human would be over something on the Internet, evidently, and they're posting death threats to, to whatever. I don't know. It just... My kids there never, are real problems going on in the world right now.
2: My kids never really got into Barney, so I'm not as familiar with that.
3: Oh, my gosh. Um, our, my kids were so into Barney.
2: Yeah, they're yeah. the right age. Yeah. I don't know All why right. Barney wasn't around uh, when my kids were. We, 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 we did Blue's Clues. We would obviously did Sesame Street, but never really got into Barney. Um, President Zelensky has officially signed a NATO application, and they did a big thing signing ceremony about it. He's flanked by a couple of giant dudes. Zelensky's not very, short, very tall.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It looks practically comical. He looks like a child next to these dudes, but I don't know if that's to make it clear that, hey, I got people around me. Uh, anyway, I can understand why he wants Ukraine to be part of NATO, but the second that happened, we would be at war with Russia, based on Article 5 of the NATO charter, so that can't happen. Right.
3: Well, it's a generally a couple of years-long process to absorb somebody into NATO. So I think that's the cover.
2: Okay.
3: Um, boy, that's, that's interesting because that could become a bargaining chip in the great uh, negotiation. All right, we won't join NATO if you get the hell out of Luhansk, for instance.
2: Hey, uh, here's something that might be news you can use. If you're over the age of 40, your reading eyesight has probably started to slide on you. That's about when it happens for most people. Um, the main thing I like about my new iPhone, and while I am a, an Apple stockholder, I don't get paid for pimping Apple products. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Um, the new one is the screen is can be so much brighter than previous versions, and I've seen uh, demonstrations of outside. You can make it so much brighter than any previous iPhone. doctor told me that bri- bright light is the same as, I forget what number of reading glasses, like. 1.5 or something like that just having brighter hmm. light and i've noticed that having the brighter screen much easier to read without reading glasses interesting so if you're over 40 maybe that uh, is handy for you I yeah, know it's i'm handy tempted for me. to
3: upgrade but it sounds like i've got to go places and do things oh yeah
2: i was not going to buy one unless i just fell into my lap like just happened to be where i was at the time i could be there i was not going to like chase it around and stand in line i'm not doing any of that yeah, to get and it
3: did, huh? You yeah, more a, or less. Well, you because got a secret it's, source?
2: Because it's gold. Nobody wants a gold one, I guess. So one showed up at my local. Just you and pimps. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, a freaking gold phone. Well, what I don't get about the color thing is like the purple one sold out right away. If you have a case, which 99% of people do, you have no idea what color your phone is. I, I had to look when I traded in my old phone. I had to take off the case and look and see what color it was. I didn't know.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at mine right now. I couldn't tell you. It's got a big case on it. Uh, Oh, speaking of tech, I dug further into the very, very long article. We talked about uh, briefly yesterday about uh, AI, artificial intelligence and art, how you can type in a prompt lady in a red coat and hat looking at the sky in Times Square. And it will create that image for you. And it's incredibly realistic. Mm. It won't find you a stock image. It will create that image. Wow. And it's it's nutty and scary. And it actually can do some really fun and interesting things art-wise. But deeper into this article in the Washington Post, um, the author talks about um, meeting with an AI artist and community liaison for this software company. And he took my request for a text prompt protesters outside the capitol building on january 6th 2021 ap style and he said oh my god you're gonna get me fired with a nervous laugh but he typed in that prompt it spun up four versions of that idea three of them were not terribly good but one of them was an extremely realistic crowd pushing at the barricades of the capitol oh boy on a winter's day wow Yeah. And you could
2: have that flying around Twitter in no time.
3: Right. You know, uh, right-wing radicals rush the Wisconsin state legislature, whatever, and produce Mm -hmm. out of whole cloth, as they say, a really realistic image. Uh Uh-oh.
2: Fascinating. If you miss an hour of this show, look for the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
0: Armstrong. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year.
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you
4: the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off roading dreams come true.
1: The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show. So, first week of October is uh, when the Supreme Court goes back to work, right? And uh, we got a whole nother crowd of uh, cases coming our way. So this has been a very common topic. Opinion piece in the New York Times today. The Supreme Court is broken. Where is Biden? And this ongoing conversation about how out of control the Supreme Court is right now. What? Where is that? New York Times. Oh, this is a regular thing now. It's just it's just stated as fact. <laughs> because the Supreme Court is so completely out of control and so extremist, as the president has said, this piece has many quotes from the president talking about the radical Supreme Court um, that we currently have. So as we head into a whole bunch of more, and Joe's going to tell us about the various controversial cases that exist out there, um, there's going to be a lot more... Talk about this sort of thing. And as uh, Liz Wolf said in her Twitter page, uh, retweeting this piece in the New York Times, this is kind of a stunning piece because it totally fails to establish how the Supreme Court is broken and radicalized beyond the fact that rulings have been issued that go against liberal priorities. So after decades of the Supreme Court always ruling left on things... Mm. Now they're, by like 5-4, now they're slightly ruling right 5-4, and it's radical and out of control, and oh my god, we've never seen anything so crazy.
3: And the brokenness of the court is just straight stated as a truism with no support.
2: Absolutely. And last wow. week Brennan gave an interview to Chris Wallace, I guess, for his first uh, for his first episode of his new show that got forty thousand viewers in, in in the prime demo. But anyway, no. yeah, really, yeah, Uh twenty five to fifty four adults, he got forty thousand people tuned in. <laughs> Yikes! Anyway, Brennan. Um, uh, headed out the doors of the Supreme Court justice, said that, oh boy, these these radical rulings that they're coming up with are going to come back to haunt them. The radical because you, for the first time in forever, they're going against you. Well,
3: and the activist lefty court that I grew up with and existed throughout my young and middle adulthood, uh, went way left on so many things so yes a correction of that course might feel radical at times but that's the way it
2: works mm. but you're going to hear yeah. a lot more of that in the coming year i think
3: i realize this is the most mundane and cliched sort of thing to say but how can tomorrow be october already <sighs> yeah i know mm. anyway uh so october is uh, coming Right around the uh, the corner and the Supreme Court's new term, which begins the first Monday in October, which is Monday, uh, and will be absolutely used as a rallying cry to get people out to the polls mm. for the midterms. So right. that's one of the reasons the New York Times right. is 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 flapping its hands and weeping bitter tears of outrage over the court just doing what it's supposed to do, He's a bunch of phonies. Anyway, um one thing to mention is uh Chief Justice Roberts said, hey, come on in, everybody, come on in, watch. Let's get back to the transparency of the Supreme Court. Pandemic is over, unless you're uh, forgiving student loans. Um And, and so the court's going to be op- opening it.
2: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. First high-profile case uh, comes to the justices October 4th out of Alabama. State's new map of congressional districts is being challenged by civil rights groups who say it cheats black voters out of political power. Oddly enough, and ironically enough, since I was just bashing the New York Times, they just had an article in which they looked at the various gerrymandered states around the country and say, you know, the Repub- the Democrats are gerrymandering every bit as much as the Republicans, and the Republicans really don't have much of an advantage. So everybody does it all the time. They push as hard as they can till the court says you've pushed too far in redistricting. So, you know, just save your tears. Uh, let's see. On Halloween Day, Michael, Halloween Day, do <laughs> you have anything handy? I don't We're a, We're a month why away. Why would from, you? It's September. Yeah.
2: We're a month away from Halloween. Got a banana costume for the pug. Uh, for he, your dog. He hates it. Yeah. Dogs. Most dogs hate their costumes based on my experience.
3: I wonder if I'm going to need a costume this year.
2: You personally?
3: If, yeah, yeah. My wife is very social, which is lovely. But if I get dragged to a party, better I should start thinking about it now uh, the, than no, be like stressed. Forty eight hours. I out. will
2: not wear a costume to a grown up party ever in my life. That will never happen. I I, uh, I do not. I do not quibble with your stance. <laughs> I have dressed up a couple times in recent years with the kids because it's part of our whole thing. But for, yeah. for a group of grown-ups, no. I'm a grown-up. You know why I'm not in a costume? Because I'm a grown-up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you make a good point. So anyway, on a Halloween Day, do you have something yet, Mike? <laughs> The court will take up two affirmative action cases challenging admission policies at Harvard and the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, both of which intended to give an extra boost to black and Hispanic applicants. So racial preferences in college admissions. That'll be a hot potato. Mm-hmm. Then after years of what the what is this? The WAPO. And is, uh, that the, is that is yes. that the
2: idea that too many Asians are getting into Harvard? Is that that one? Yes.
3: Yeah. Honestly, yes. Yeah. Uh, Which is why a lot of Asian groups have sued against these racial preferences because it's not hurting the white folks so much, although it certainly doesn't help white folks, but it really screws Asians out of slots that they would have earned. Um, but, you you know, we could talk about that, but uh, there's more to the list. After years of sidestepping issues of First Amendment speech versus gay rights is the way the Washington Post characterizes this. The justices are being asked to confront the issue squarely in a case that involved a website designer who doesn't want to be forced to create pages for same-sex weddings.
2: Mm, so it's the modern version of the cake. It's a website.
3: Yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, flour, eggs, and sugar, it's zeros and ones. And a major test of the president's immigration policy looms in December with a case involving Homeland Security's attempt to limit arrests and deportations. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, huh, huh, huh. That's that's the main stuff, probably. Oh, that uh, the uh, fil- not filibuster, the gerrymandering case I was talking about. Um Has to do with, uh, the Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which said you can't make any, uh, any changes unless they're approved by the, uh, Justice Department, blah, blah, blah. And so they're gonna get to the bottom of whether that's gonna happen anymore. Um, but that'll be, that'll be plenty of opportunity to whip people up and scream that the fascist Supreme Court is going to end gay marriage, send you into the back alley for an abortion, uh, put black people back on the plantations and other, you know, a wildly uh, you know, heated rhetoric. So look forward to that.
2: Speaking of uh, well, the argument in this New York Times piece is Joe Biden has definitely got to address the whole uh, how many justices there are and all that sort of stuff. And why is he standing on the sidelines with the radical court? Um, speaking of that sort of thing, we're going to talk to our friend Tim Sandifer coming up uh, to kick off the fourth hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, because he got involved in this exercise discussion about how would you change the constitution if you could change the constitution easily what what should we change and um he's going to tell us how that turned out and some of the arguments for this and that which i find fascinating
3: yeah let's let's talk to him at length i mean how long can he stick around maybe till dinner time let's let's start early let's get going on this i can't wait can you stick around till dinner time
2: <laughs> you want to eat you want to eat here? Let's keep talking over dinner. Everybody's in a different time zone wondering what the, or listening on the podcast. What time is that? I don't know. I don't have any idea.
4: <laughs> dinner table.
3: Advanced,
2: that's right, Mitt. Thank you, Mitt. Um, oh, uh, so last night, Thursday Night Football, one of the most popular television shows in America, uh, heinous injury, brain-related, which no. is reigniting the conversation around that whole thing, and a lot of people screaming and yelling, hey, this guy got a concussion this past Sunday. Why the hell was he out there at all? Uh, a couple of things on that you should know about. Stay tuned.
0: Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos and much more. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Not going to speculate, but
2: Tungabailoa is still down as they work on him, and we'll show you in a moment the way his fingers. We're stretching out at the end of that play. Comes down on his elbow, comes down on his back, comes down on the back of his head. With serious force, he goes down. Right, and right as he goes down, you could see both his hands. You, you just get right away, you get concerned. They're bringing a stretcher out right yeah. now. What did, what did you say that is called, what he did with his hands? I, I haven't watched it, and I'm not going to because I'm not really into watching horrifying injuries. but. No,
3: it's not gruesome. It's it's just striking. I, I don't remember the, the name of the term. I can grab it real quick. But in essence, it was sign of a brain injury. Um, his hands and fingers went completely rigid. He wasn't stretching them out. He was seizing.
2: And this is getting a lot of uh, conversation in regular news, not just sports stuff, about the ongoing... Uh, danger of football and the lawsuits against the league and that sort of stuff. And are they careful enough? And this guy had a concussion. This Miami Dolphins quarterback had a concussion on Sunday. And uh, the coach said that um, he wasn't the same guy after that concussion when he first talked to him. So that's getting a fair amount of of traction. A fair amount of traction. If the coach is, you know, on the record saying he wasn't the same guy when I talked to him after that concussion, um, why was he out there last night? I don't know. So. Yeah. That's that. Yeah.
3: He's one of the young, exciting stars of the game, too, and and young. I mean, he's, what,
2: third year, fourth year at, at most? Um, Yeah, awful. So the governor of California signed a whole bunch of bills this week, new laws, I would probably hate 90% of them. But this new one, SB 731, good idea or bad idea, will let millions of past offenders seal their criminal records. It would not erase a person's criminal record, but but it will let people with previous arrests or convictions have their record electronically sealed so that it doesn't turn up in criminal background checks. Criminal justice advocates say past offenses due to the growing popularity of background checks often unfairly prevent many people from living normal lives. Uh, the other side of the argument, which, which I think you can come up with on your own pretty clearly, is like if I'm going to hire a 28-year-old babysitter and she got arrested for and convicted of stealing from a couple of families when she was 21, I'd like to know that in a background check.
3: I would say in a society where the freedom of our association is guaranteed by the Constitution, we ought not be denied you know, the tools that we choose to use uh, to decide who to associate
2: with. I mean, would that count for, it says felonies, would that count for somebody who I'm going to hire this 28-year-old dude to uh, sit my kids and he molested a kid when he was 21 or whatever age? Prior offenders can, afflicted, hmm, slow down. Prior offenders convicted of a felony can have their record automatically sealed if they complete all terms of their sentence and remain conviction-free for at least four years. Those arrested but not charged with the crime can also have their record sealed. The arrested but not charged, that's a different category. It is, absolutely.
3: Whether that should remain a stain on your personal record uh, given the fact that uh, many innocent people are arrested, not the majority or anything, but sure. it's possible. And and we have law, we have a sacred principle that says you have to be convicted beyond a reasonable doubt by a jury of your peers.
2: You got convicted of a felony, served time for a particular crime, and I don't get to know it now as an employer or organization of any kind? I don't know. It seems wacky to me. It seems, you know what, going too far... The other direction to me.
3: Add that to the absolutely horrifying bill the governor signed. Um, Has he signed it? Uh, Yes. $200 million for abortion travel and care to make California the abortion capital of the country. And eliminated any penalties from anybody violating any abortion health and safety standards up to infanticide, killing a newborn baby. I mean, just... The state is plunging leftward.
2: You know, back to this SB 731, the the argument, of course, from w- one side is, look, we came up with a, uh, we we decided through the legislature what your debt to society is for that particular crime. You paid your debt. So since your debt has been paid, why should you not be able to? rent this apartment, get this job, or as it point out, many people with felonies on their record cannot serve on homeowners association boards, volunteer or attend field trips at their children's schools, coach sports teams, adopt a child, or get compensation for caring for an elderly grandparent. I would say based on some crimes that some people commit and you got charged with, even if you paid your debt to society, I don't want you to attend my kid's field trip at the school. Right, Maybe the that answer, makes me a bad person, but hey, how about we pick somebody who doesn't have that background? Well, the answer to
3: me is obvious, and, and the answer proposed by Newsom and company is onerous. It's terrible. The obvious answer is if you think people who have been convicted of felonies ought to be allowed to serve on homeowners association boards, change the rules. The answer isn't to say, yeah, you don't think those people should serve, so we're going to hide. We're going to make it impossible to determine whether they ever
2: have. That is an excellent point. Thank you. I'm here all week. And and it it shames me no end that it has escaped me. That's the (laughs) obvious problem. So the people who run the homeowners association, the people at the school, which is probably a bunch of lefties anyway, who determine who gets to accompany kids on a field trip. They decided that we don't want people who've committed felonies, or maybe certain kinds of felonies, to go on the field trips. Go make the case that they should permit them. Obviously. California, always breaking new ground, is the first state in the country to create an automatic system for sealing felony records. Time done. It's called the Time Done Movement. They served their time. I tell you what, this is astounding to watch. There will be lawsuits because there is going to be somebody who had um, you know, a molestation conviction years ago who's going to molest a kid on a field trip. It will come out, and parents are going to say, You let a child molester go on a field trip with a bunch of little kids? Well, we weren't able to check anybody's
3: records anymore. <clears throat> so you got that situation. You have uh, California taxpayers paying to fly. Excuse me. Allergies, you have uh, California taxpayers paying to fly illegal immigrants to California to have late term abortions, Uh, certainly, potentially. And just, you know, 100. Oh, that's right. I was going to talk about. um, Gosh, where is it? Oh, uh, the infamous AB 2098 in California that would punish any doctor for unprofessional conduct for advocating anything outside the quote unquote mainstream opinions on, for instance, COVID 19.
2: Where is the specific. Who gets to determine what's mainstream or not? The mainstream. Well, uh,
3: let's see. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Where is the pro argument? It's in here somewhere. This font is too small. I'm an older man.
1: <laughs> Honey,
3: where are my glasses? Uh this bill is aimed at physicians who acknowledge the one percent mortality rate, who questioned mandatory masks, school closures, and challenged the claim that vaccines would shield patients from getting or spreading COVID. Also aimed at physicians who chose to prescribe therapeutic treatments during COVID that were not approved by Dr. Fauci, for instance. <clears throat> oh, here it is. Uh, Under AB 2098, doctors would be subject to disciplinary disciplinary actions by the Medical Board of California, et cetera, et cetera, if they do not adhere to the, quote, the approved
2: COVID treatment consensus, which changed constantly. Right. Remember, the consensus at the beginning was don't wear masks. Then it was you must wear masks. Speaking of which, got to throw this in. Dr. Fauci and his wife's wealth went up $5 million during the pandemic. Story came out yesterday. Anybody else have their net worth go up during the pandemic? Mine went down, certainly, with the stock market crash and everything else. No kidding. Uh, Mine went down quite a bit. Dr. Fauci and his wife's net worth went up $5 million during the pandemic. I don't know that anything wrong happened, but uh, that's certainly not the way it worked for most of us.
3: Here's a quick quote from Dr. Dr. Marty Macri of Johns Hopkins, who we've quoted many times during the pandemic uh, on AB 2098 in California. Throughout the pandemic, all COVID decisions were made by a small group of like-minded government doctors who often replaced the scientific method with medical dogma. Oof. And now you will be punished as a doctor if you dare step out the, quote, outside the quote-unquote consensus.
2: Wow. So you, you, so you as a doctor who decide, man, I don't think that's right. No way you can raise your head up and say yeah. that. Getting the vaccine, you can still spread it. Wow. If you Punish. miss an hour of this show, get the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Tim Sandler
3: for next hour. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.